0: Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to a podcast from The
1: Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's a podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book
0: called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall, it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today. and uh, But more specifically, uh, chapter 10 discusses the 12 things men fear about church. And so we're going to cover those 12 things starting today.
1: Hey, welcome back, guys. We're glad you're tuning in. Hopefully you've been listening all along. But if you're just tuning in now, you're probably here for the best one yet. Maybe not. I was gonna say, really? I I mean, you know, we got to put that out there each time, so people are just excited to listen. And now, now they've already tuned off. Right? Yeah, because of me. Thanks. Gosh,
0: maybe that's it. Yeah.
1: So, uh, if you are just tuning in, we've been going through a series, and we are on uh, the eleventh episode of twelve series here. This one being called "I'm being held to an impossible standard." Uh, and these are basically reasons why men hate going to church, according to David Murrow. So uh, we're just going to read through what he has in his book right here and then discuss it. So, Thanks to women's magazines, TV shows, and Dr. Phil, married men are held to a pretty high standard these days. But married Christian men are expected to be super husbands. Kevin Lehman writes, Not only are... Christian men supposed to attend morning Bible studies, but they're also supposed to get home in time for dinner, spend time alone with each child, date their wives once a week, and earn enough money so that their wives can stay home with their young children. This is a heavy
0: load, and some Christian men start to resent it. In church, the unspoken assumption is that men are broken and in need of repair. Nancy Ray writes, I've often noticed that sermons on Mother's Day tend to gush over moms, while on Father's Day they tell dads to shape up. No wonder men sulk away like dogs that have been kicked one too many times. Almost every religious book for men is focused on a single target, making better husbands and fathers. Men's ministry meetings pound the same drum. Be a better husband and father. Keep your promises. If your wife isn't happy, you're to blame. Family harmony received scant attention from Jesus. How did it become the primary focus of men's ministry? After a while, a man begins to wonder, is the church in league with my wife?
1: You know, that last line kind of goes with the femininity of the church, how it's changing.
0: <laughs> yeah, for maybe, sure. Maybe, maybe the church really is in league with your wife, or or it even it even kind of ties into ties into last episode as far as like being jealous. Yeah, right. uh, where you know, if I want you to, if I want you to do anything around here, I need to you know have your pastor tell you or something yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, in, in short, this little, you
1: know, I'm being held to an impossible standard almost just an ex like you don't want to be held accountable to anything, which is kind of like, like we want as men, we want to be in control. We don't want other people telling us what to do. But at the same time, in my own personal experience, I th- thrive more, get more accomplished, whatever, when there is some sort of accountability. Sure. And, and even, so, even so with, People in the church, or my wife—I mean, expecting these things, holding me to some sort of standard, and not an impossible standard. Because, of course, we're all right. We all fail. Not perfect. But there's—I feel like there's got to be a standard
0: uh, for things to work well. Absolutely, and I and I don't think that, uh, um, I don't think ignoring, like, oh, I. That I'm held to a standard here. So I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm just going to ignore it. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't make the standard disappear. You know, it's still there. Right. Um, but I, I will say in my personal life, I have gotten very exhausted, uh, just trying to keep up with it all, you know? Sure. Um, and even, uh, you know be, just just being the the best i can be and trying to make sure that i'm getting my devotions in and trying to make sure that i'm going to the gym 3 or 4 times a week to stay physically fit or get physically fit <laughs> <laughs> wherever you're at there in that game um and yeah like it i've got four kids so There's five other people, uh, including my wife, uh, to give attention to Mm -hmm. and five other personalities that I have to learn and understand so that when I need to communicate, I can do it well. And, you know, you see all these, uh, all these motivational quotes or whatever over social media and everything. And, and, um, I mean I have to be honest the other day I was having a rough day and I I saw this motivational speech and long story short it was it was it was a very good speech and the gentleman was trying to trying to tell you just to to be the best you you can be and you know, every day wake up just trying to be the best you. <laughs> like, like it, it depressed me. I was like, I, I'm tired. <laughs> like, like, I just want to be the best sleep I can be right now. Like, that's, yeah. that's all, that's you all You could have hit I the want, pause so. and turned the video off. <laughs> I probably could have. <laughs>
1: oh, geez. You know, and, and that's the thing, because as, as far as worldly standards go, you know, standards are expected in in every aspect i mean you go to a restaurant you expect a certain standard of food you know for the price you're paying and and you know you you buy something online or you you know go to get your car fixed you're expecting a certain standard like so standards are a must sure it's the impossible standard that there needs to be wiggle room for that's what's going to exhaust you and push you away from from people in the church, because I have seen in church, um, whether it's the the deacons or elders or just other people, maybe you're part of a service team somewhere, and they are expecting you, on top of taking care of your family, your wife, and work, to spend 40 hours a week at the church serving. And should you be at the church serving in some capacity? Yes. How much time? I mean, that's going to be, you know, subjective to you and the amount of time that you have to give, um, with your other duties. And sure, you should prioritize something like that, but you can't be held to that standard of, well, I have to spend 40 hours a week at the church. Um, or, you know, I have to attend a Bible study every single morning or that you even have to do a devotion every single morning. I mean, so I don't think my wife holds me to this kind of standard because right from the get go, She's seen that I wouldn't be able to make this kind of standard, (laughs) Uh, but, but she, you know, and she, she does expect certain things um, from me as a husband, as a father um, that I think are, is good. And uh, her having expectations of me helps me, you know, perform better in those areas, being a better father, being a better husband. But man, we're talking a lot about fathers and husbands you know uh should that really be the focus of men's ministry
0: well <laughs> i mean, mean i mean he
1: mentions it down
0: below the the that's 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 the uh as far as adult men most of them are at some point in time going to be a father or a husband <laughs> or or most of us already are i would say um but yeah, I, I mean, it, uh, so <laughs> kind of, kind of to divert off of where we planned on going with this, I guess, I, the, do we really plan? I don't, know. I, don't okay. I don't know. I mean, I think they know by now that, we, <laughs> uh, that we kind of, uh, uh, wing a lot of this stuff. Um, but you know, the, uh, The, the the end of this section here it says uh um men's ministries pound the same drum be a better husband and father keep your promises if your wife isn't happy you're to blame family harmony received scant attention from Jesus how did it become the primary focus of men's ministry and um I try to think about that like, okay, yeah. Where did I hear Jesus preach? You need to, uh, make sure that you date your wives and you need to make sure that you're spending quality time with each child, uh, for X amount of days or whatever. Um, I don't recall any of those specific teachings. Um, so where, where does this come from? And I think you had a a good point. Well, we should always record our precast. So
1: we, (laughs) (laughs) our best
0: Uh, points are always before we record. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty raw and uncut. (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) So, so yeah. Uh, Basically, I mean, when we when we look at Jesus's ministry, um, there's there's symbolism that a lot of people take out, and you see, you know, that God is our Father, um, and that Jesus is, you know, the bridegroom. Um, and the church, you know, us, His children, would be the bride, like that symbolism. So, on top of you, as far as you saying that majority of men in men's ministry are also married and have kids. Um, So you take in the fact like the percentage of that, which who knows what that is, but on top of the symbolism in scripture that you're seeing, I think it's really easy how we get our focus that we should be better fathers. We should be like our heavenly father and that we should be, the best husband we can be because Jesus is the best husband for the church. Uh not not to mention this just came to mind that as a married man with kids, those are the two areas I need the most help in, I feel like. <laughs> I, <laughs> they're yes, they're the parts yeah, that take the most energy and everything 100%. like 100%. So yeah, let's our, maybe our ministry should be focused towards
0: the areas that we need help in. Yeah, because I mean, I don't need help <laughs> doing guy stuff. You know, I don't, I don't need help eating uh, bacon, spending more time hunting. Right. I don't need <laughs> help spending more time fishing. Well, I, I probably need help. I'm just, I'm a really bad fisherman. I don't know if I've ever brought that up before. I, st- I, I still
1: use that. You push the button.
0: And cast yeah the little like <laughs> does it have a little buzz light year on it yes too? it does <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know why I mean I don't know how a man can hunt and trap as much as I do and then just can't I'm just lost when it comes yeah. to fishing <laughs> I mean so, so it makes sense why why uh, yeah. these are seem to be the basis I, the standard I guess right. for men's ministry I I, th- I think the problem is is that if you're, again, I, this book is, is mostly talking about God-fearing men yeah. who hate going to church, right? Um, or, or supposedly God-fearing men who hate going to church. Um, the problem is those standards or whatever you want to call them, they're there regardless, right? Like, I mean, we, we have, um, we've been, we've been saved from ourselves (laughs) essentially. And, and we, we owe a life debt, right? And so, so we should be living, uh, our best lives every day for christ and for what he's done for us like as a, as a thank you that's going to be there regardless of if someone's telling you it is or not right so
1: and, yeah we have so to think of this from from that perspective and i know what you're saying i think the word you use i don't think it's going to confuse you my listeners we don't owe oh, god a debt in, right. the, in the sense that we can pay it back right right uh, i know that's not what you were trying to get at anyways <clears throat>
0: but yeah i mean no but th- th- that's that's been a like a cultural thing oh you, you certainly see it, you see it uh in in movies of you know from back in the day or whatever like yeah. somebody saves somebody's life and then they're dedicate their oh, lives i owe to, you my yeah i owe you my life i will be with you forever and help and you if and that's that. the case you shouldn't have saved me <laughs> right? i don't want to be know, right <laughs> give me freedom <laughs> uh, but but i mean uh, uh similarly it's like we should spend the rest of our lives on earth um living for god living for god simply yeah. because of the fact that you know it's the only reason we're going to have an afterlife sure and that that being said it's not like this
1: fear that you don't want to go to church because you're going to be held to an impossible standard by Chris- by Christians. Maybe it's maybe it's really just because you're going to be held to an impossible standard by God. Because God does require an impossible standard for us to be in his presence. I, 100%, yeah. I mean, there, there's no way that any of us can live up to the standard that God deserves and expects. Um for us to even be in his presence, his, his perfect, holy, you know, glorious presence. And that's, I mean, that, that's not to say that standards are bad, right? Standards I, are necessary.
0: I can, I can kind of relate not in my, my personal life. Honestly, I think my wife is, is awesome and appreciates, uh, everything I do, even when I'm sitting there, sitting back thinking I need to do more. She's telling me I'm, I'm doing well, but, um, I have heard, uh, you know, women talk about their ex-husbands or whatever and, and blaming them for everything. And, and when, sometimes when you listen to that, you're, you're just thinking maybe you had a part to do with that (laughs) because, right. Because, you know, uh, obviously um, obviously yeah there there was a failure on on his end a a, a marriage doesn't end simply because one person screws it up right mm-hmm. a marriage ends because two people screw it up but if you're sitting there focused on just the husband side of things which i think so much of the world does yeah that they start to and 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 maybe that has to do with because you know, uh, when it comes to the bad husbands, men, we, we tend to, we tend to show our bad (laughs) on the outside and we tend to kind of hide our good on the inside. You know what I mean? Um, and, and women, (laughs) women, women are kind of the diff, the the opposite of that, you know, like they, they're very easy with, with, you know, tucking away the, Tucking away the bad habits and all that stuff, and then and then the outward expression is um, a lot of the the good stuff. And so, anyway, I it's easy to see from my perspective where that focus can be hard to take for for a lot of men. Um, but one thing I want to like just bring up real quick is that you know we we you see uh, cultural norms or generational cultural norms within family groups. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, like, let's say, you know, so, some, some families are, you know, you, you gotta have a puppy mm-hmm. and, and there, you have to have a family dog and, as soon as they get married, the first thing they do is they get a dog cause the family has to have a dog and that's just the way it is. And you look back and that's been a generational thing where the family has always had a dog. Sure. Right. And they kind of grow up with that. The same thing with, um, you've got to save your money, you know, and, and be wise with your money. That tends to be a generational thing that runs in the family or you've got to work your butt off. That tends to be a generational thing or even, poverty tends to be a generational thing. Right. Um, you know, uh you see that a lot in in foster care with um low education and and low income tends to run in the family for generations. And I bring that up just to say like if you're not holding yourself to a higher standard, even if it's an impossible one, how are your children going to pick up on a higher standard? They're going to pick up on the standard that you're setting. And yes, it's exhausting. And yes, sometimes you just want to, you just, you just want to pass on the generational sleep. (laughs) But at the the same time, but you,
1: like you said at the very beginning about that video, like you can't always be the best you, uh, just for your children to be the best them part of being the best. You is failing. I mean, they're, and, they're and and not because you're going covering it up. Right. Cause you're right. going to fail. Your kids need to see you fail and how you're going to overcome that. They need to see their daddy apologize yep. and say they're sorry. Yep. You know, uh, but how, how do we get past this fear of an impossible standard? I was just thinking about that, and you know, it's not getting rid of the standard.
0: No, absolutely
1: uh, not. And and maybe you are putting just as much of an impossible standard on those around you that you love. Maybe you are the problem. <laughs> maybe
0: that's a great that's a great point.
1: You know, I because I, I just think about you know how often uh, I fail in in putting too much pressure on my wife and, and you, you know, expecting certain things that uh, I shouldn't be expecting from her. It's not her job to fulfill. And I never do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You're going to hear about that when, when Jess listens to this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Maybe we just won't release this one. <laughs> but so it's not getting rid of the standard, but allowing mercy and grace and, and forgiveness and failures within the standard 100 percent. yep and and in doing that and working past that you're gonna you're going to come out of it you know better than than when you went in and to, to finish it off you know it's just yeah god holds us to an impossible standard
0: he does and, and we should not get rid of that standard. We, we shouldn't get rid of the standard, but we should. But how does
1: he remedy that standard? How, how do we remedy that standard cause that we can't live up to? It's the same way that we should within our marriage, within our relationships. It's exactly what Jesus did for us, you know, by giving us, showing us grace and mercy and forgiveness.
0: That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But
1: more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.